This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each week we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse depicted in a movie and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to the bunker. On this episode, we are on to the letter S. And for S, the type of apocalypse we have chose is shifting poles. Uh, That's not something you do at your all-male nightclub. That's the poles of the earth. The magnetic north and south have shifted. And the movie example we use is 2012. I was wondering while watching this what the the whatever what went with the letter for i'm thinking i'm watching going what is this that we're watching because we already did climate change we already did this we already did that shifting poles got it um i also i want to stress i'm not a a naysayer or a um, conspiracy theorist but I, i think we should pay special attention to this movie because the mayan prediction of the end of the world in 2012 is something we should you know keep in mind as it comes closer to us, um, just I'm not saying it will happen, but it could. You know, yeah. it's a lot of a lot of people that think it could. It could come true. I mean, so now that it's 2017, pay attention to the yeah, apocalypse that could come in 2012. That. You know, five five years ago. <laughs> five years um, ago. So uh, just like Y2K. Just like Y2K yeah, is going to wipe us out. One, the, there's one in between. There's been one not not that long ago where everybody was like, no, 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 no. This is the true end of the world. And it was like supposed to be on like a Saturday, and it came and went with very few people even paying attention. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the there what was the one basis was for this whole new end of the world, but there was a brief little like, no, this is really the one we got. We missed, messed it up with 2012. This is it, and then it just blew right past it. It wasn't the one that like a couple weeks ago or months ago about the Christian one. Were you talking about that one? Because there's one like a couple months ago, maybe it was less. But the Christian apocalypse, it, they said it was going to happen on like, I don't know if it was a Saturday, like Thursday the 5th or whatever. And then it got closer. Like, no, 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 no. We're not saying that it's actually happening all on this day. It's just the start of the downslide of the world. And it's going to end in a, you know, it's going to be terrible. But it's not, not all oh. going to happen on this 5th of, you know, November or whatever it was. It's going to eventually just start start to slide down from there. That's that's pretty easy to throw that one out there, isn't it? This isn't the end of the world. It's only the beginning of the end of the world. It's, it's, yes, it's the start of the beginning of the end. <laughs> Which technically started. It's kind of like a thousands astrology. of years ago. I, you're gonna meet someone, I think, that's gonna like you know confuse. They're gonna have you're gonna have feelings towards this person. You're not exactly sure how to receive this person. Wow. Yes, yes. So vague that you're like, it's got to. They're so just so ingenious. That's a perfect example. Fucking horoscopes. Perfect example. Here's my thing. I'm not trying to dismiss ancient cultures and say they didn't know things 
But if you're really going to bet your life and stake your life on a culture that died thousands of years ago, that they had the answer to, the, you know, why did the Mayan calendar stop on this date? Well, maybe they didn't get to any farther. Maybe they were lazy. Or maybe when they, they died, they didn't have a chance to, to carve past then. Who yeah, knows? Maybe calendar maker guy. Whoever he was in the Mayans. Got sacrificed yeah, that week. Yeah, Bob that makes the calendars. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he got his head cut off. <laughs> right. He, he put something in the calendars that the king didn't like, or whatever they call Is that what they call them? Kings? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, king didn't like it, and off with his head. So, end maybe, of the calendar. Or maybe he played, there's that, you know, there's that, uh, that uh, soccer type game they used to play. Yes. And then the, the losing team got killed. So maybe yes. he's like, we fucking own this. We're the, we're like the New England Patriots. Much I hate those bastards. Um, we're, we're gonna fucking win this. Yeah, let's go. And then their star, whatever, he has a broken leg. You're like, fuck, and they all died. <laughs> yep, off with your head. Off with your fuck. And that's the end of the calendar. Yep. So <laughs> and they could, they're, they, you know, they put out a wanted ad, new calendar maker, and then you know, I don't know, Cortez came. The in next guy, is, yeah, the next guy really sucked at it. They're like, you don't even fucking, you're not doing any of this the way it's supposed to be done. Do you know there's like a moon and stuff that we use? And, there's a what? And then he got killed for that too. You never know. Because they lopped off heads pretty regularly. Yes. Like they, carved, they cut out some hearts and lopped off we heads. We haven't even gotten into the podcast yet and we're off the rails. We are so far gone. Are, okay. Here we go again. Anyway, <laughs> and on to our feature attraction. Uh, the movie is 2012. Uh, the movie synopsis um, it starts in 2009 because I go straight in 2012, and uh, they start at the Nagadeng uh, copper mine in India, and uh, we get introduced to uh, Carl Mordo. Yeah, Mordo. Mordo. That's yep, exactly yep. what I thought. Uh, he stops to see his friend and their family, and they this apparently is the deepest mine in the world. Uh, could be true. Didn't look. Don't care. Um, <laughs> And apparently there's some solar eruptions and neutrinos. I think that's what you ingest when you eat like, neutrinos. neutrinos. Sounds like a cereal. It does. Like, <laughs> like, a, like Neutrinos. Like, yeah, like a Mexican cereal. Now movie. with more calcium. <laughs> Why is it got to be Mexican? Um, the, the, the count is up, and it's heating up the Earth's core, which I don't know if that's real or not. don't really care um, because that's beyond me. And that... Uh, it's that's bad. So then we cut to New York again, still 2009, and there's a fundraising party for the president. Um, Mordo shows up and meets with the chief of staff, uh, Porthos. I thought that was immediately after he left the uh, the mine. It was. Oh, okay. I, that's what I'm saying. If okay. I didn't say that, that's what I meant. No. If it's not. If you didn't understand it, then that's all right. <laughs> um, he meets the chief of staff, Porthos. Porthos, nice. So, well, I like I the mean, references. You got you got good character references this time. Porthos, I'm all for that. Now think, think about it. What other movies do you remember him in? This is pretty. Much, I mean, you've kind of seen him around. You've seen yeah, him around, Albert like Platt. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. He's been in lots of stuff, been, but, but that's, that's probably the one that stands out. out the there most. you go. Yeah. Um, and they decide to go see the president. Um, so then jumps to 2010, the G8 summit in uh, British Columbia. The president. Who we learn is I'm too old for this shit, Murtaugh. Uh-huh. He's the president, meets with the head of different countries, and he lays out how the world will end. Um, is it just a Hollywood thing? Or is it just. Do, do we think that. Not, not that it happened, but that the world. When the world ends, 
The president has to be black. Right. Because Deep Impact, right. Morgan Freeman, great actor, killed it. This movie, World's Gonna End, Danny Glover. Fucking boss. Murtaugh. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Is there another one? It seems like there's another one. I think there's another one. I'm trying to think of the other one. There is. Like, I, like I, a, I can not just an apocalypse, but like a major world ending, mm-hmm. everything gets destroyed movie. Yeah. And and strange, uh, the funny thing about the Deep Impact is that, that was, ooh, because that was before yeah. our wonderful President Obama. Yep. And uh, yeah. So it was kind of ahead of the curve. Although this one, this one was this was oh nine, right? Two thousand twelve yeah. was made in two thousand nine. <laughs> uh, I have to look that up. I think it was. I'm almost. That sounds it right. Was. That sounds right. So, so that was already after uh, Obama was in office. So they're not so forward thinking. In this one. <clears throat> yeah. True. I don't. And uh, it was made in 2009. You're correct. Or it was, it was released in 2009. Yeah. Shot in 2008. So um, so then we cut to 2010, uh, still, in the Choming Valley in Tibet. And uh, they show that they're going to start building something. I think they said it's going to be a dam or something. And they we meet some guy who can weld because he raises his hand. Then we jump to uh, 2011. I mean, for movies about 2012, do a lot of beginning in the past. Like, they couldn't just, like, cover this in a monologue where they just, some guy says what happens. Better do backstory. They had to make the uh, two-hour and 48-minute mark for the movie, so they had to do backstory. This movie was fucking long. I forgot how long it was. Yeah, like, I, I had seen how... it before. Some of the movies we haven't seen before. I haven't seen before. Yeah, I haven't seen it before. But this is one that I remember. I'd seen before. Yeah, I did not remember being this long, nor did I remember being this absolutely ridiculous as well. But anyway. <laughs> I remember certain parts being mildly ridiculous. Yes. But it under was... further review, I found it. Top. Yes, it was way over the top. It was either over the top, or it was under the train, or it was over the building, or it was over the mountain, or it was under the. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll get into all that. We'll get into it. <laughs> Can we say beat the same trick to death? Um. So yeah, then, 2011 over and over and, and over every and four over. minutes. Yeah. Uh, we're at the Empire Grand Hotel in London. Again, why did I fucking have to know exactly where they're at every single time? Anyway, some guy in a suit with a black case. That's always important. Yeah. He meets uh, another other suit guys, and then he says that um, it's worth $1 billion. They're very vague about what it is. I mean, okay, spoiler alert, but they're very vague about what it is worth a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, like, try to keep that a secret for a long time. Almost to the very end, actually. They actually... They Before act- you know what it really, really is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, until mean- the... You're right. Until the very end, when they see it. Mm-hmm. They think they alluded at something else. Yes. Yes. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, they. Yeah. Anyway, they make you think it can fly when it doesn't. Yes. It floats instead of flies. We'll just say that. You know, I may, I should have read the back of the case because I rented it to see if it actually said like like it tells you the back what what it is that they they find like <laughs> that would be like funny. the whole movie's like you think it's going to be one thing and then the you know, I should have just read the box and it tells me exactly what the fuck they're doing <laughs> that'd be like get a 
like if you get the sixth sense and you turn it over and read it. Bruce Willis, dead, thinks that he's alive, but (laughs) but the boy who can see ghosts, you know what I mean? Like, he just ruined it. Classic, but that's something Shyamalan would probably do because he's a motherfucker. Son of a bitch. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so then it's it's worth a billion dollars, whatever it is. And then we cut to not so crazy Thandie Newton. Who was remember Crazy Thandy from Killer Shadows? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's back to just being straight up hot. Yep, she's back from Killer Shadows, and she's helping people switch art at a museum. Um, finally, finally, we get to 2012. I swear it was like a half hour. It took about three years to get from 2009 to 2012 in the movie. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> um, and then they started off with December 21st in Mayan Prophecy again. December 21st, 2012. Keep an eye on that date. Things might happen. Um, they discussed on TV. Um, is being discussed on TV. Then we see Lloyd Dobler. You got me on that one. John Cusack, Lloyd Dobler. Lloyd Dobler. Say anything. Is Oh. Lloyd, where he holds up, holds the, up the thing. I thought you were going with Better Off Dead. That's from Say Anything. That's from Say Anything. See, now I got to call Martin Blank. That's fine. That's my favorite. Gross Point Blank yes, is my favorite movie. I do right? like Gross Point Blank. It's up between that and uh, High Fidelity. Both of them were fucking awesome. But Gross Point Blank's just cooler. High Fidelity was a good movie. Very good movie. Um, and not just because it introduces Jack Black, who I am kind of a fan of. Yes. Depending on the movie, I'm a fan of. That was kind of his breakout. That was his breakout. Yeah. But it just it was a good movie. I I just for some reason, Gross Point Blank had Minnie Driver, who was hot as fuck in the movie. Mm-hmm. That was her heydays back then. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I still wouldn't kick her out of bed. No, probably but, not. But I don't know. Something about that. I love that movie. I, to me. It's one of the best. I'd have to run down his, his like, IMDB page, where the fuck it is. In my mind, last great movie that I can remember him in. High Fidelity came after that. Did it? Yeah. High Fidelity was after Martin. Uh, All right, I give him High Fidelity. A couple, couple years later, but still. Um, for Cusack, yeah, I would put that. I would have. I would say it's my favorite. Gross Point Blank. Yes. And honestly, Gross Point Blank probably makes my like at least my top twenty list of all time movies. I like it that much. It's that good. It is really good. Yeah. It's it just so really much good. cool. Like the soundtrack's excellent. The story's cool. There's just enough campiness in it, but then enough badassery on top of it. It's it's fucking cool. It's a good it's a good movie. So it's funny. I was just gonna say this a minute ago. We always act like we're spoiling something with movies from 2009 is one of the newest ones we've done. I mean, fuck, we've reviewed movies from the 50s. And we act like we're spoiling. We okay, all right, not 70s, the 50s, though. But yeah. 70s. And we act like we're spoiling something when in reality, why do we even try to keep it a secret? Because if the people, if, if our seven viewers, listeners, sorry, listeners, haven't watched these movies by now, I mean, come on. We're not spoiling anything. Because we're not M. Night Shaman dick. Yeah. All right, so. fair enough. Um, anyway, we see Lloyd Dobler. I'm going to call him Lloyd. Sleeping on the couch. Then an earthquake. Earthquake, excuse me, I can't talk, wakes him up, and he's running late. Uh, his car won't start because he's got to pick up his kids, and but he takes a limo instead. He doesn't see the giant crack in the roadway from the earthquake. I've never lived on the uh, West Coast. I've never lived in earthquake country. 
Do they have cracks in the street from earthquakes? Like it's no big deal. I think maybe it happens sometimes. I'm sure. Like you remember, a small one. Growing up, was it the World Series, Candlestick Park? They were showing the. I don't know if it was the World Series. Showing the baseball on TV. I remember watching it. Um, well, it was on. Yeah, I wasn't like I was kind of half-ass paying attention, and then the went out because of the earthquake. Right, I do remember it's that. Like a Seven point or something it was a bad one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was probably cracks in the street there, but I guess what I'm saying is, are there so many out there that cracks in the street are just saying, "Nah, I don't know," because they just had a little rumble from that one. That was yeah. just just enough to basically to wake them up. Yes, and yeah, which uh, with. It, so okay, the crack in the road, yeah, I, I don't know. You think that, that would be alarming? Yes. Um, but the whole thing with the limo, this this thing that they did with him taking the limo instead of his jeep to go camping, I don't understand what the fucking point was to that. Because when he comes back later and then has the limo, and obviously the limo then is a kind of a centerpiece of the ridiculousness that ensues, but. He he had already come back at that point and literally had gone to work as a limo driver, and then that's when all the shit kicks off. Why this whole subplot thing with him having to take it instead of the Jeep? I it, just Because they want to show what a badass off-road vehicle a limo can be, because they do he, make it a badass off-road oh, vehicle. Oh, man. And by the way, speaking what. of which, how is it that he's on vacation with his kids? He leaves and comes back from the vacation early because his kids are worried about their mom, which is totally understandable. Mm-hmm. And she says, thanks for bringing them back early. It's pancake day. You want pancakes? He's like, I'm late for work. Yep. How are you late from work? When you came back early. When you came back early. Exactly. Either you are a terrible fucking time management <laughs> and you're going to get fired <laughs> for stealing this man's limo. Right. Because regardless of what you feel about rich people, this is his fucking limo. Yeah, it's He's his. paying you to drive him. He's giving him vacation because he's on vacation, which is the oh, cool. Yeah. He's an employee, gets vacation. Good for him. He's chosen this job because of the flexible hours. He can write. He's a writer. Oh, yeah, he's a writer. That comes up. I don't know if I wrote down or not. You're on vacation. You, I don't get it. How are you fucking late? And then he's hurrying up to get changed because yeah. the guy's calling him about, I need you to do something for me. Cool. And I thought that maybe he was just telling her that he's late for work to kind of get out of the uncomfortable situation of having pancakes with her new husband. Right. Douchebag. Right. Uh, but, yeah, then he's, like, hurrying to get dressed. I'm like, no, he actually was late to work. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and you were just at the store <laughs> buying stuff because you're going to camp out another yeah, night. So, yeah. like, Did how you... fucking late were you going to be? No wonder you can't keep a marriage oh, together. Shit. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, he's in the limo. He doesn't see the giant crack in the earth. He drives to the, of course, idyllic subdivision in the Burbs to pick up his kids from the cliche ex-wife. Mm-hmm. No, Judith? no, 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 no. What? Stop. You cannot call Amanda Pete any type of cliche. She's far too gorgeous for that. Oh, I, I, was love, call I her. love Amanda Pete. But I like where you're going with Judith. Judith? Yes. Fest Belger, or whatever her last name was. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, don't. It's one of my favorites. Saving Silverman. Yes, Saving yes. Silverman. Yes. Which she was great, great in. Great movie. God, we're yes. throwing all, all kinds of great movie, movie uh, suggestions. That's what we should do. With, with We should write down the movie suggestion. Well, we don't have to. They can yeah. listen to it and figure it out. 
And then uh, her new doctor husband, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob. Is he actually Dr. Bob? No, no he's he's, he's Dr. Bob and something else. I can't. I, I remember him being Dr. Bob and something, and I looked it up, and I can't remember what it is now off the top of my head. So he was a doctor and something else. Yeah, he played Dr. Bob and something else. Typecasting. Because <laughs> he's a white guy? Um, I didn't say that. Oh, to go camping. Um, and then X still tries to tell him what to do with the kids. Shut the fuck up, bitch. They're my kids, too. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, that's then they show old dudes getting on a cruise ship. I'm glad they cut to that. It shows the ocean going up and down, and the dock almost gets pulled away from the ship. And they still get on the ship anyway. Yeah. That's not alarming. Although we find out that they work there, so I guess that makes more sense. But at the time, you're like, you're fucking going on this cruise. You know, Ebony and Ivory, I don't care about your alternative relationship because <laughs> Kind of seemed that way. Kind of seemed that way at the beginning, which, hey, I'm not here to judge. You're two grown adults. You do what you want. Although that black, the uh, the black musician turns out to be one of my favorite people in this whole movie. So, and I'll tell you why when we get there. Oh, okay. Um, and then, so I'm like, all right, whatever. So then uh, we, I would not have got on the ship. No, well, think, like you said, if you were a passenger, but as an employee, eh, I don't know how much of a choice they really had. You know, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Gotta go to work and gotta go to work. And I think they just took it as a kind of a rogue wave, kind of. Well, that was weird. What was that? And I will say this: <laughs> I don't spend time on the sea. I'm not a sea, um, seafaring man. Seafaring man. So I, maybe that's a common thing. They made it seem like it's a big deal, but maybe they're just like, nah. It's not a. It's the way thing. of the sea because they they work on the ship, mm. musicians. They did a very poor uh, representation of what a life on a ship is like. I'm not saying that I'm some, like, shipmaster, captain, blah, blah, blah. But I grew up on the ocean. I've been on boats all my life. Number one, that is not normal for a giant wave to come into a harbor because that, that ship was in harbor. You don't put a – you don't dock a, a cruise ship out in, you know, in an op- open water. You got to pull it into a harbor so it's stable. So that's not normal. You just don't drop anchor wherever you want yeah, and then no. just unload people there? Well, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're sending them out to an island for something, but no. Uh, and another thing is just the whole representation of the of the boat. There's a part where it starts to go to shit, and they're in, like, the kitchen area. How many fucking rolling carts did you see rolling around in there? Listen. Do you think on a ship they have a thousand rolling carts with wheels that are unlocked so that they can roll freely wherever they go? Just yes. willy nilly all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. For a movie, they do because you have to show how crazy the ocean's getting. Are you saying that under normal circumstances, the ocean can rock back and forth, and things might get thrown yeah. to and fro? Well, I think there's a science to the ocean that I'm not totally clear on, but there's things called waves. Maybe mm. waves. Does that sound familiar? I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. I think it's called waves. Mm-hmm. I'd have to check my research, but yeah, and those go up and down. Hmm. I believe so. Hmm. I know. Weird. What do I know, though? I don't drive a cruise ship. <laughs> I'm going to have a job. Cruise ship driver. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. So then we cut to not-so-crazy Thandy. She gets a call in the middle of the night. Um, the phone call says that the art is not in the tunnels, in the Alps, like I originally thought, because I guess that was – I don't know if I mentioned that. I don't care. That the, the artwork is being replaced with fakes because they want to hide it in the mountains for safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Illuminati kill him with a bomb because it's always the Illuminati. It's gotta be the fucking Illuminati with you. <laughs> <laughs> who else? Who else, who else goes around killing people around the world 
for political for political conspiracy. <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Now, does she tell him when when they're taking that? <clears throat> now we're backing up, which is really bad. Uh, does she tell him when they're taking the Mona Lisa down and putting it into that secure thing? Why they're doing that? Like why they need to protect it? Or is she just telling? It sounds like she's just telling him, "Don't worry, it's a perfect replica. It'll be fine." Unless this you is do like we- do like a semen scan or whatever. I don't. They, they mention like a thermal imaging or something. It's only you'll be able to tell. Yeah, which no one's allowed to get that close. But uh, it's now going to be safely locked away in a vault. So I don't know if they just convinced them. Convinced that him it's safer it's because safer it's so general, unique. To hide or, everything. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think they do that with the uh, original Constitution. No, I think it's actually in that Is case. Is it the real thing? Listen, I did vast research. I watched National Treasure. Yeah. And in National <laughs> Treasure, Nicholas fucking Cage, yeah. they steal it, and it's locked in. They, hey, they locked in a case. It lowers down mm-hmm. into the building. It's bulletproof. It's all protected. If it's in National Treasure, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer film with Nicholas Cage. fucking Nick Cage. It's got to be true. Yes. Everything Nick Cage does is very... Uh, factually based and realistic, like Con Air, especially his acting. What? What are you saying? <laughs> Nothing. We got to work him in at some point, though. Oh, he's to. he's got to get worked in. <laughs> I mean, listen, if if he can, Con Air, to me, seems like a totally legit, mm-hmm. totally legit movie. I mean, the movie's as good as his acting from start to finish. <laughs> The legal proceedings seem totally right, right. totally, totally accurate. <laughs> it has to be how the they... action at the end, totally, totally accurate. No doubt. Yeah, that's definitely how they transport prisoners for sure. Totally. <laughs> they totally take all the really bad ones and put them all in one plane. Totally. They would totally take Nicolas Cage, ex Green Beret. I think he's a Green Beret. Who's actually been just been paroled and not even a prisoner anymore. Not a prisoner, but he needs to ride home. (laughs) There's probably no other planes in modern America. They don't have like thousands of planes. Commercial, he's just been paroled, so he's not really a prisoner. So technically they could just release him and he catch a cab to the airport. No, no, no. They they usually do. Walk out the gates, pal. You're on your own. Good luck. They give him a ride in a plane yeah. full of convicts. Yes, of course. <laughs> and why the hell was he in prison with all those guys anyway? He killed one dude on accident. In got convicted de- for in it. self-defense. Sure, fine. Okay, he got convicted. Guy had a Whatever. Knife. But worst lawyer one ever. guy. He had just been honorably discharged. He kills one guy. Yeah, right. Worst lawyer ever. Was Who he was honorably discharged or he's still in the military? I can't remember. Point was he was a green he was a green bray. He was yeah. at least on leave. I don't remember. Yeah, maybe he was just on leave. But, but point still, is Yeah, no other would, marks on his record. And he goes to the worst prison on the fucking planet. Give me a break. Anyway. Because he pled. Allegedly. No. Worst plea deal ever. There's no way that a guy with his I don't care if he was the baddest motherfucker on the planet, whoever you think that person is. The greatest Army Ranger, Navy SEAL. I think he's an Army Ranger, actually. But anyway, the point is, greatest military killing machine in the history of killing machine. He's unarmed. It's in the unarmed combat with four or five different dudes. A guy produces a knife, and you strike him in the nose to kill him, which is not a real thing. (laughs) But anyway. Fake, by the way. Which is fake. But anyway, (laughs) and you happen to kill him. There is not. Maybe there is, but I don't think there's a liberal court in this entire world that in their right mind would convict that guy 
And even if they did, put them in that prison. Exactly. And but, there's reasons why they wouldn't, because there's actually rules of the court. But John Cusack's in the movie, too. Yes, he is. That's right. <laughs> he wears sandals. Um, yeah, and he, yeah. 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 So. And wears a black suit, which seems to kind of be his thing. Yeah. An all-black suit with a white shirt and a black tie. That's John Cusack. Oh, man. He had man. tan pants on in that and slippers. Did he? And sandals. Tan pants? Oh, my God. Maybe not. He was, yeah, he played a douche FBI guy. But anyway, back to this. <laughs> anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> anyway, so then we go cut to Lloyd and the kids, and they're going to Yellowstone National Park, and a bunch of black helicopters fly overhead. Illuminati black helicopters. Uh, then we cut to, which, they did a lot of jumping around. Kind of got annoying. But anyway, Murtaugh and Mordo talk about the schedule to the apocalypse, and not-so-crazy Thandy charges in, because, you know, even if you're, if you're the president's daughter, you can just charge in. Yeah, to the Oval Office because it's not things, when he's in a meeting, national security, national all security that kind of stuff, right? I don't believe that ever happens. Mm-mm. Never. I don't care what type of fucking relative you are. I don't care if you're the president or his mistress. Not getting in there without some Secret Service guard saying no. Anyway, so she's starting to look mildly crazy. So she's slightly more crazy, Tandy. And per- oh, <gasps> shocker! She's Murtaugh, Murtaugh's daughter. We didn't see that coming. She's too young for this shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, he tells her that. Uh, oh, he tells her. I want to get her written down here. She looks like her mom when she's mad. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, she, oh. she she talks about he, the guy getting blown up, and he was going to have a press conference, right? And that she knows that the paintings aren't there. And then oh, and then he says, "I'm going to tell her something." He, oh, that's what it was. Murtaugh was like, "I'm going to tell you something." That only twelve, but only twelve people know, and you can't tell anybody. And then they cut because they don't want to tell us. Yeah, no, because they're keeping that secret. Secret. Yeah, we haven't Um, figured that out yet. Then we cut back to Lloyd and the kids, um, and he wants to take his kids to an old lake where he used to bone their mom because that's that's totally like a normal thing you do with your kids. Yeah, here's where both of you came from. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, when I was pounding your mom. And let me tell you, she likes a doggy style. <laughs> what are you talking about, Daddy? <laughs> uh, you know, I'd bend her over. Anyway, uh, and the lake is gone. <sighs> Crazy. And then the U.S. Army shows up and takes them away. Um, while Woody Tallahassee Harris, Harrelson <laughs> watches them from the woods eating pickles. Yeah. Insert your dick joke there. Um, he likes pickles. He's Woody Harrelson. You catch the Tallahassee, right? Yeah. Isn't that the uh, zombie movie? There you go. Yeah. Um, so then Mordo and Lloyd meet. Mordo read Lloyd's book. One of He said he sold 500 copies or something like that. 422. Whatever. Gordon and, knew the number. And Mordo just happened to be one of the guys that read his book. Really? 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 Yeah. Not only really, but think about how many times certain contacts are made throughout this movie, and you're like, there's no fucking way. You're you're literally on the other side of the world. There's no way. Yeah. I know him. No, you don't. And and here's my thing. Um, Mordo is a, apparently, geologist? Is that what his job is like that? Yeah. Obviously very good at his job. Top-level geologist. Really? You're reading that? (laughs) <laughs> and for the last three years, you know that the world's coming to an end. Do you still take the time to read Lloyd's book? Well, he explained it. It, it, it gets explained later. Because he says to him, 
because he asks, oh, you bought it. And he goes, no, nah, I didn't buy it. My dad gave it to me. And then he explains later how his dad was, his dad is the spoiler traveling black musician that gets on this cruise ship. And his dad would go away for long periods of time and he would leave him with a box of books. He would give him a box of books and say, read these books. I'll be back in a few months. I'm going to quiz you on the books. However many books you read and I quiz you and I can tell you've read it, you get an ice cream cone for each book. So he was given the book by his dad to read. Sorry, I know. I paid way too much attention. He's not a kid anymore. No, but he read it when he was a kid. Oh, wait. He can't. He couldn't have written it that long ago. They're like the same age. Exactly. Good point. Hmm. They fucked that one up. Yes. And I missed it. That's not the only thing they fucked up. (laughs) Oh, it's definitely not the only thing they fucked up. Um, Because airplanes can't fly under trains. Anyway. It's not a train. It's a subway. Oh, even better. A sub a subterranean train. That's yes. even better. <laughs> uh but because he likes his book, he lets him go. I don't Yes, you broke containment on an army base and yeah. we're trying to keep the most important secret in the entire world. <laughs> but I really like your book. Have a nice day. Yeah. Um so then Mordor realizes that the crust of the earth is crumbling <laughs> and the world is falling apart, literally. Um then we cut Lloyd and the kids meet Tallahassee um at the campgrounds. And uh, he says that he has a radio show and talks to him about the coming apocalypse. Says the Illuminati is uh, killing those who find out about the coming end of days. Told ya. <laughs> if it's, are you telling me if it's in a Hollywood movie, it's not true? No, it's totally true. Are you uh, a sign holder? Maybe. Are you one of those cardboard sign holders? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and then we got Dr. Bob and Judith are shopping in the grocery store, and they're fighting because of Lloyd. And then the earthquake causes the floor of the store to come apart. Like, that would... That, that, yeah. And how much death could did not ensue because of that. And Even, if, even if it was the luckiest break in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that They just act like it's normal. So let me ask you this. Hypothetically, you're in a store with your new husband, whatever, Dr. Bob, or your Dr. Bob, you're with your new woman, and the earthquake comes and it rips a hole in the store and pulls you apart a good three or four feet. Oh, there's more than that. Let's be clear. This was not just a little crack in the floor. They, it, that, it, it was like 15 feet. It wasn't completely separated. Anyway, so it was a big big gash in yeah. the earth. Bottomless chasm. Yeah. Hypothetically, later on in the movie, if someone came come in screaming about how you have to get out of some place because yeah. shit's going bad, would you there is crust argue is with them? And a giant earthquake is coming, and you would just go, oh, you're being crazy. The kids have music today. Exactly. I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. Okay. All right. All right. You of all people on the planet should go, you know what? I'm fucking buying into that. Let's get the fuck out of here because of what just happened to me. Let's go. I wouldn't even go back home. I'd be like, you know what? This area seems a little unstable. Let's put the house up for sale while we still can. We're not going back there anymore. You just had an earthquake in the store that you shop at. Yeah. So like a mile by. from your house. Where, yeah, yeah. A couple miles sure. max. Right. That you go to all the time. Mm-hmm. And you think that everything's hunky dory? Yeah, they just went home and made pancakes, man. Fucking pancakes and music and football that day. It's normal Saturday. Karate. Karate, I'm sorry. Karate. Uh, and then oh, Lloyd sorry. and the kids go home because they find out about it. She's worried. And this is where he's pretty late for work, coming off his vacation, who's going to stay for another couple of days. But anyway, um, so then we got uh, President Murtaugh and Mordo. They, stay, they say two to three more days until the earth falls apart because. 
I couldn't calculate this correctly. Um, they say that the four arcs are finished. But what's an arc? We, we don't know yet. Mm. Do they say arcs or am I just writing that down because I know what happens? Anyway, uh, and that'll hold 400,000 people. So Total or per arc? Total. 100,000 people per arc, I think. Or is it 400,000 people per arc? I don't know. I didn't I didn't catch the definite numbers on that. That's interesting. I don't know. Because well, that's a lot yeah. more if you... Uh, if you're looking at 400 per arc, now you're looking at a million people. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Or nearly. Or no. It'd be, 40, it'd be, yeah. it'd be 1.2 1.2, million. yeah. No, that's three, four times three. So six, 1.6. Oh God, we're terrible at fucking Nobody math. told me to be math I know. in this podcast. I, I didn't prepare either of us for that. 1. So 1. 1.6 million That'd be 1.6 million. And you think that'd be closer to what they'd want for repopulating the earth? Because 400,000 to repopulate the entire earth, that's... Ugh. It's, it's a little it's slim. A, it's, but it's <clears throat> doable, but it's a small gene pool. A lot of fucking going on. <laughs> yeah. Little, hey, it's okay for the guys. <laughs> there there would have to be, and I'm not saying this to be some creepy guy, but there'd have to be a lot more sharing, let's just say. True. True. Yeah, you'd have. I mean, it sounds bad, but yeah. You, you, it's not. It's just but, not. And you also wonder what's the percentage of, you know, is this a sausage fest? Is there a lot of women? Yeah. I, they didn't really get into Be, because you you now this is again not to sound weird, but to be realistic about it. If you are concerned with repopulating the planet, you obviously have to have way more women than men. Yeah, and I'm not talking about like like how it you know normal population is sixty forty whatever it is. Yes, there's already more women on the planet. No, this needs to be like ninety ten because. As we know, one male, we can impregnate as many women as we can. We got the energy to do so, but one a woman can only have one child at a time. So every 10 months, one child at a time. So you need way more of them if you're going to worry about repopulation. And I also didn't feel like, I will say with Deep Impact, not the porno, <laughs> did was they they emphasized the fact that they wanted, I can't remember what the number was, but say 250 thousand of the million people they're going to save let's say as a, or, or say half mm-hmm. was people that had a skill and things they knew they were going to need after the fact mm-hmm. i'm not saying they didn't do it but they made not even like a passing statement about they need of all these people they want 20 percent to be of a skill set that they want in the coming you know what i'm saying no they made a couple uh they made a couple things that kind of alluded to that. They didn't ever say anything about numbers or a certain no, I percentage. No, I don't have numbers, but they, they said one thing was, uh, God, who was it? Oh, it was when uh, Porthos. Mm-hmm. Porthos was talking about somebody get on the, and he's like saying something about how they don't have the skill for it, and then it's either skill or money, something to that effect. Um, and then another time was when they were walking across the ramp to get onto the arc towards the end. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I made a spoiler what? for a movie from 2009. They're walking across to get on the arc. It's not a spaceship. There it is. It's out. Um, <laughs> what are you doing, Shyamalan? Fucking up the whole thing. Uh, he's He says something to the effect of they, they did a bunch of research to choose 
a gene pool that is closest to perfection for repopulation, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if I'm saying exactly what he said, but he said something that they did actually make an effort to choose the genes that they wanted. And that's when Mordor and Thandy go, oh, really? Those people are in your gene pool? Because it looks like they just have a pocketbook. And they're having the debate about. Well, yes, but that's what he says. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is, is that that just sounds like a bullshit political excuse because those people had billions of dollars. Hmm. So you're saying that he was just throwing that out there. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I wish somebody other than that who. who yeah. Who's not a reliable source because he's a fucking prick. In this movie, he plays a scumbag. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, you know. The, is is that really what's going on, or are you talking about just money? Exactly. Yeah, are yeah. you just claiming that these people are the people that you want, or did they not give two fucks and just you know for a billion dollars? Fuck, I'll let, I don't care who you you know you bring your three eyed stepsister with you. I don't give a fuck <laughs> if you got the money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Speaking of which, I have to back up and interject or insert a certain character that we kind of skipped over. The person that John Cusack is late to work to go work for is a Russian dude who's obviously a multi-multi-billionaire who was at the boxing match. Are You got that coming up? It's coming up. Oh, because that was already chronologically back there. That's Was it? Yeah. I usually write this down in order. Because, oh, sorry. Because he goes to pick up it's his next. son. It's next. Okay. Anyway, but you're saying, so Lloyd drops his kids off at home, and it shows he's a chauffeur for the rich Russian guy. Mm-hmm. Um who has two kids and a, I thought it was his hot new wife, but it's not his wife. He drives him to airport, to the airport. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe that did occur a little before, but that no, I think you're right because you were talking about the grocery maybe store. The, maybe the boxing. Match. I think you're right. Anyway, so introduced to his boss, <laughs> mm-hmm. the rush, the Russian guy, who has a hot girlfriend or wife. I'm not sure what she is, younger wife, and he has he has two boys. And that's who Cusack works for. That's the rich guy who he's a chauffeur for, limo mm-hmm. driver. Um, long story short is he gets a call, and wherever they're at, the Russian guy and the, the hot lady, oh, they're in Vegas because of oh, the that's fight, right. probably. The fight. Yeah, yeah. And so Lloyd goes and picks up the two Russian dudes, shitbag kids, and then takes them to the airport and then that's when the kids tell him that you will be dead and we will be alive. And they're flying to Vegas. Yes. Cusack goes, oh, that means the world is ending and everything is going to destabilize here. The ground's going to fall off from underneath us and I'm going to need an airplane so I can be in the air when everything falls apart. I have an idea. Because you get all that just from some well, little shithead 10-year-old kid saying that. I left it out, but he did go spend oh, yeah. time in the, the RV, the crazy Woody RV Harrelson's with Woody Harrelson. That was hilarious. Who had That's jars and jars of pickles. Insert your dick joke there. And, and two uh, beers. And two beers. <laughs> so he did go through the whole Woody Harrelson explanation okay. of the world coming to an end. Right. Which, which he considered him to be crazy, but he had the information in his head at that point. Yeah. Right, and that's all you need in Hollywood yeah. is, you know, an uh, inkling of someone told you once, and so by seeing something mildly that resembles it, it's got to be true. It's happening. Yes. Right. Yes, got to be true. Which explains Y2K panic and 2012 panic and, oh, you like that? Um, whatever, yeah. Which, why, why do the kids have a Russian accent? They grew up in America, I have no idea. It didn't it seemed like the group in America? So, so I took it. why? It's like you, when people 
come over. I get why the Russian dude because he grew. He says later he grew up in Russia. He was a boxer. Yeah, and that he took that work ethic into business, and he was you know able very to very successful, very successful because he's very aggressive, yep. right? Yeah, which is okay, good, sure. good for you. You work your ass off, but why do the kids have the Russian accent? <laughs> I think they looks like they grew up in America. Very much so. Anyway, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes. Anyway, so then he takes his watch and rents an airplane because uh, have you ever tried to rent something with a piece of jewelry i mean i guess there's some value in it sure but but no no anyway so then he drives how it works so then he drives like crazy to get his wife and kids and dr bob and then uh he tells everyone to get in the car because we need to get out of here because Oh, he calls on the phone. That's right. He calls on the phone, and she hangs up on him. And then he, he sounds fuck, fuck crazy from what he's saying. So, yeah. Okay, here's the thing. In the movie, it's it, it pans out that he's correct, but based off the very limited information that he has, he does sound fuck crazy. Yeah. I mean, does. seriously. He, But that's, you know, it's Hollywood. And then he comes screaming in in the limo because, again, you want a limo. <laughs> and when you're trying to avoid the apocalypse, that's obvious. Apparently, I'm, the best off-road vehicle ever made. I, I didn't know. I'm buying a limo because yeah. this movie. It's my new vehicle. That's my survival vehicle. <laughs> a limousine. You can put a lot of supplies in it. That is one benefit. Yes. You can load put that a lot fucker of down. Supplies, supplies in there. Yeah. And I, the way this. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> he comes screaming in. Uh, he tells him to, to to go there. Or wait, he says. As he comes running in, he gets to say the Cusack, get in the fucking car. Because this is, I'm pretty sure this is PG-13. So they, they blew fuck. their one F. Yeah, said, but they use it. They use it. A lot of times they do not use their their one F word correctly in PG-13, but they use it correctly. Because if you're going to have anybody say fucking, it has to be Cusack. Because he delivers it brilliantly. He does. So he, he delivers his one F word. And a major earthquake hits. Uh, the house falls apart. Um he gets everyone on the house into the limo again. And then all the roads and houses start to fall apart. They aren't just falling apart. They, well, at first they're just falling yes, apart. First, and then the ground Holy starts to shit. roll along like a wave on mm-hmm. the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, because it's a Hollywood movie, they get behind some old people who are driving in front of them who are going slow. And then he goes off-road with the fucking limo that's through not, the yards. That's just not a Hollywood movie. That's my life. Everywhere well, I old go, people I'm behind yeah. a, a slow old person. But anyway, that's yeah. his life. That's but yeah. of course it's during the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and then they <laughs> now they drive off road in a limo. I'm stressing this. This is a limo. Yeah. Then at one point the ground like heaves up mm-hmm. and they, they go flying and jump in the air like oh, yeah. the Duke's a hazard. <laughs> it's not the only time. It's the first time. It's the first time. Um, then. We see the freeway starts to collapse because, like, get on the freeway, and then it starts to collapse. Then the buildings start falling over. Gas stations start blowing up because they just spontaneously blow up? No, the cement truck fell off the freeway and slid into the pumps right in front of them. Slid in the front, boom, hit the gas station. And then my favorite thing is this is when it's all, like, the ridiculousness ensues because it starts, and it, it one of the buildings is... A uh, parking garage, 
and you can tell that it can't. Right. And the car starts spitting out like fucking Pez right. out of a Pez dispenser on the road all around him. Dodges them like he's Andretti. I mean, he just craftily drives right around falling cars off of it and the freeway and the road buckling underneath them and, and, and. But continue. Uh, relax. He's a limo driver. I didn't realize they were that professionally trained. I mean, and I've had a little bit of driving training, but holy shit, that guy! I want to know what his program is. That's how you do. That's how you survive the apocalypse. He's a limo driver. <laughs> um, a gas station blows up. Everything's blowing up. They drive through a glass building. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> Another hazard jump. Uh, they got some badass tires. I don't know what the tires. The building was collapsing, and he drove through it. I don't know what type of tires he has in that limo, but I want them because they did not go flat once. Yeah, they're everything proof. Yes. The ba- <laughs> but now, there's a Russian billionaire, and he's probably like, my limo, I want the, the greatest tires in case I have to Dukes of Hazzard jump and drive to Glass Building <laughs> and drive over shrapnel as I'm dodging cars because he knows it's coming. Yeah. He's already predicted all of this, and he did well, know it was coming. He did know it was coming because yeah. he bought his ticket. Right. Spoiler. Um, but he bought a ticket for him to get on, him and his, his family to get on the... Uh, Arcs, spoiler. Um, when they get to the airport, of course, the pilot is dead. Dr. Bob, shockingly convenient, uh, is an amateur pilot. I don't remember the pilot being dead. How did he die? They, I just remember the plane was sitting there all they, by itself. They pull up. Yeah. And the pilot guy with the cameo or a small part is yeah. laying on the ground with the fuel pump, the, like the like a gas pumper in his hand. And like dead, just spontaneously dead. I think he had like a wound, like some oh, shit like fell. Something fell. Or, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, but he was dead. I missed that. Okay, I was it wondering was, why it was real brief. Okay, real brief. I was wondering how they just took because possession it, of this airplane. Because then he's like, he goes, and then like Cusack's like, that's our pilot. Ah. Uh, it was something like that. And then of course, Doctor Bob has only had a couple lessons. He's an amateur pilot. He manages to take off from the runway as the as the ground starts to crumble away. In the plane, and then you have a pilot with no experience, manages to expertly dodge cars, buildings, trains. So he's a <laughs> amateur pilot with only a couple lessons. He doesn't know how to fly, he says. Yeah. And he, he's only flown a, a single-engine plane, manages to take off from the runway as the ground is crumbling. And expertly dodges cars, buildings, and trains. Yes. Cars, buildings, and trains that somehow, even though all of the ground everywhere around them is crumbling away, falling into the earth, somehow all of these are above the altitude of what he is in a plane that is climbing and gaining well, now, altitude. Well, now, hold on. What happens is he tries to take off, and he dips below, because the ground crumbles away, and he drops mm-hmm. below... The ground level. So he's below normal ground because the, the ground opens I up. I remember that. Right. So that's- and so in a trick they will never do again, <clears throat> a trick they will never use again, <clears throat> they drop below the ground and then they have to dodge falling and collapsing things. It was kind of a neat trick. Yeah. I'm glad you won't ever use it <clears throat> again. Yep. One time thing, though. The, the sensation of it has to wear off after once, right? 
Oh yeah, how many yeah, times can you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool gimmick, but you know, you sure. can't like keep using it again. How many times can buildings fall right on top of you and p- trains fly over you and cars? And yeah, that's one time again. Thing. Amateur pilot. <laughs> it's not like he was like a Air Force fighter jet pilot. <clears throat> and they show that was all of California, but part of California falling into the ocean because they show falling away. And of course, they're the only plane because it's not like there's planes taking off and landing at every hour of every day at LAX and other areas. But no, they're the only plane in the air. And they fly to Yellowstone, because that makes sense. Um, Then we cut back to the ocean liner. Uh, We show the old guys are magicians. We learn that the the black guy is Mordo's father. Um, Then we cut back. Uh, Dr. Bob manages to land the plane. Amateur pilot, a couple lessons. At Yellowstone, um, at the runway that the Army built, uh, they, of course, left the gas pumps there. Convenient. Um, for them to fill up the plane. And then Lloyd goes to find Tallahassee. They then take Tallahassee's RV, the fun V, and then uh, drive incredibly crazy uh, up to the top of the mountain because they hear him broadcasting his radio show through the RV. And they just know to go look there. I think Tallahassee does say, I'm on top of this mountain waiting for this. Anyway, so they find Tallahassee, shockingly, and they ask for the map to the spaceships. I guess I should have left that out earlier. But when they had the original talk with Tallahassee, he says that there's spaceships that they're building in China mm-hmm. to take everybody into the stars. To he save. doesn't say China, though. He, he just says no. He just says they're building spaceships. Oh, and he's got a map. Because when he unfolds the map, that's he's right. Surprised, yeah. That's right. Um, so then he tells them that their maps in his where is that in his RV? Mm-hmm. It's filed. And then the Yellowstone explodes in a super volcano. Um, Tallahassee gets super aroused, like he gets really excited, <laughs> really, and he, really excited. And he dies like in Woody a Harrelson fiery excited. explosion. Now I will say this: I did read something. That uh, there is some concern that Yellowstone, that the super volcano there, could actually blow mm-hmm. and cause a catastrophic earth-changing event. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, that, that's been a, been a geological concern for many years with, with like, real geologists. Yeah. yeah and then, well, now they're concerned that it's actually doing more quicker. <laughs> like, they're not saying that, you know... A specific date, like, say, December 21st, 2012. It's going to blow, but they're saying that it's showing some activity and it concerns them, and they're looking into ways to prevent it from happening. You're making me nervous. Yeah, you know. It's the Apocalypse Survival Guide. I'm trying to help you survive. Right. I'm not actually giving you any advice on how to do it, but I'm just telling you about it. We're just telling you about movies these days. (laughs) Well, you know, know, we got to find, I mean, you know, we can spit all you want, but, you know. So then, uh, is there, there must be in California some type of, well, it's a Hollywood, all right. But anyway, when you operate a passenger vehicle, a limo, whatever, they must put you some fucking crazy ass police style <laughs> driving course. Drive every vehicle. Drive every vehicle <laughs> because Lloyd drives the fuck out of that RV. That breaking I mean, bad guy, RV. <laughs> this guy can drive. I guess in Hollywood, if you drive for a living, limo, taxi, 
well, police, that goes without saying, you know, for the most part. You just, you, you, you could drive like nobody's business. Oh, man. He drives, yeah. This fucking he drives 1978. Fuck out of that RV. Winnebago. Yes. Yes. Like a, like a boss. I mean, he drive like this fucking guy could drive off road, like, sliding is- it sideways, power slides. Oh yeah, he he should not be a, a writer. Now, I'm not I'm not saying he can't write. He should be some type of off road or whatever professional driver. He would be killing it, oh, yeah. making millions. Yeah, he misses calling. He should be yeah. like a Baja driver or some shit. So then, uh, as a volcano chases them, I'm sorry, the explosion from the volcano chases them. And then he jumps a crack. Again. In the earth. <laughs> in an RV. First it was a limo. You know, one of the fastest <laughs> ground SUVs ever. Jumps. Yeah. Now there's a crack in the earth. He floors it speed style, and he jumps a crack in the earth. In a Winnebago. In a Winnebago RV. <laughs> loaded with pickles, since it's your own joke. Um, then uh, the Lloyd gets the map out of the RV. Oh, his daughter was with him. And then his daughter runs out to the mom. The RV falls into the ravine. And then Dick, Dr. Bob tries to leave, which at this point, I'm going to interject reality. I'm going to get away from the Hollywood heart tug our main character just fell in a ravine in an rv dr bob does not seem like a dick because quite frankly in the real life if you watch somebody in a vehicle go off a ravine as the super volcano is exploding and the dust clouds coming at you not dust cloud only fucking giant fireballs oh yeah yeah, it's fireballs too chunks of earth chunks of earth that's right it's throwing because they hit the winnebago Mm -hmm, and took mm -hmm. off the half back that's right i forgot about that yeah, but not the part where the files are. Um, yeah, and that weight savings from the back half being gone—that's how he made the jump. Yeah, that's see? that's right. Yeah. That makes total yeah. sense. Had now. to blow off the back total of it. Now, could. if you could blow off the back of your RV, you could totally make that yeah, jump. Yeah, jumps not. totally feasible now. Um, totally feasible. <laughs> it's really not that bad of a decision. You're like, listen, I know your ex, yeah. and your kid's dad. He's fucked. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. He's like fucking I- gone. Not only that. The ground is crumbling twenty feet behind us. We can we go? Like, can we like go now? Yeah. yeah. Somehow Lloyd survives. Absolutely impossible. But anyway, I'm glad that they didn't show it, and they just show him clutching up on the ground with the map in his hand because they've shown some ridiculous shit so far. <laughs> that would be the most ridiculous shit. Yeah. Like if you saw it like hooked on something and he climbs out and yeah, he's a rider limo driver. Does he do pull-ups all fucking day, too? I mean, he he <laughs> drives, he does pull-ups. He did, he's, and does parkour. On and par- yes. When he's, yeah. Um, yes. And then he runs after the plane. Okay, so he's a marathon-running pull-up badass driver. Yeah. Check. Yep. Because, you know, in Hollywood, adrenaline does everything. You know what? I just realized something. Fuck, I cannot believe I didn't get this before. He is Martin Blank. He is fucking Martin Blank because he's a little bit older in this movie, so he could be an older version of Martin Blank. Something happens to Minnie Driver along the way. She's dead now. She's gone. He finds another wife, another beautiful woman, marries her, has children. 
but he's Martin Blank. What does he drive in Gross Point Blank? A fucking Lincoln Town car, basically a limousine. Not full size, but he drives a Lincoln Town car. So he's used to driving those vehicles. He's trained in all sorts of vehicle driving because of his time in the military, trained to be an assassin. He's obviously keeps up on his fitness because he's an assassin and he just wants his assassin, always an assassin, running all the shit. He's fucking Martin Blank. He just changed his name because he wanted to get away from his past life to whatever his name was in this movie. I don't even know. I don't remember. So you're telling me that one of the, a badass assassin in that movie, one of the baddest assassins on the planet, mm-hmm. decides to get away, somehow blows the millions of dollars he has set aside, and then his only recourse is to drive a limo for some shitty Russian dude and write shitty books. It's all a plot. It was all a plan of his. So you're saying that I understand he, he wanted research. to get out. I get, I get that. He wanted to get out. You don't think that maybe money was tight. He would be like, well, let's go whack some people. I, I know what I'm doing. Well, the thing is, he had millions set aside, but he knew that he couldn't make at least three, if not four billion dollars, euros, actually, four billion euros. They made a point to say that because that's more than U.S. dollars. Four billion euros to get his whole family on the ship. So he thought, I'll just get real close and chummy <laughs> with this Russian with this Russian uh, guy because he's already got tickets. He did his research. He's Martin Blake. He had his sister do the research, remember? Right. Joan Cusack was his the secretary. She, yes, in the yes. And she oh, she wasn't in this research. movie. This was one of the few movies she wasn't in. It would have been perfect. It would have been. Like, it's just a little passing scene, like her driving a car and it blows up. <laughs> Seriously, that would have been, been like a little homage to like, yeah. 90% of his movies. Right, right. <laughs> and her entire career. <laughs> uh, mostly. <laughs> I, don't, I do not remember a movie that she's been in that he was not in. I've, not that I don't like I Joan do, Cusack. I, I do. like her. I remember one or two. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. But yes, you're right. 90% of his movies, he has shoehorned his sister in, and 90% of her movies is him shoehorning her in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which hey, I not I'm not saying anything bad about it. It's family, you know. Take care of your family by all no, means. I'm not saying anything bad by either. By all but... means, good for you, John. Yeah. So then, uh, and then they they so then Lloyd runs the plane. He gets pulled in, and they take off. The ash cloud chases them. Miraculously, they fly out of the ash. I didn't see that coming. I thought it was the end. Because there's the ash cloud and it covers the plane. And then, oh, it made it out. You know what would have been like if they would have just like ash cloud moved on to something and never came back to like, they really killed him? (laughs) That would have been realistic. Like it would have bummed the movie. Yeah. But it would have like such a twist. Like what the fuck? That would have been actually a great realistic twist on a movie. No one, I don't think anyone's ever done that. Start to build a movie. Start it out building this movie with your with your core group of, of characters that they had here. You know, John and the kids and Amanda Pete. Um, recognizable actors. You're like, oh, for sure. That similar to fucking Westworld. Mm-hmm. Ah, there's Brolin. Oh, for sure, he's the main character. I don't know who this McStash McStash douchebag is, but he's the fucking sidekick. This is the main character. But then it twists. That would be great for this. You got this core group of characters are building, 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 and then. Yep. They realistically die and they just don't talk about it anymore. They just now you're ta- just talking about the scientist and the and the ship and everything and be like, what the 
fuck just happened? Nope. But very realistic. Very realistic. <laughs> but that did not happen in this extremely realistic movie that we watched. Totally realistic. This totally is the most realistic. realistic movie we've ever reviewed. I know if there's ever switching poles, I expect it to go down just like this. I'm buying a limo because it's the only way you'll survive. Fuck yeah. A limo or an RV, depending on where you're at. Um, then they switch back to Mordo and Porthos, and they show earthquakes in South America. Uh, it shows rioting and death in the streets and then all around the world, which I think in those type of situations you are going to have the rioting, the breakdown of social economic services. That's where I started to get on board with, okay, they're finally doing something right. When they start, started showing those scenes, I'm like, yes, yeah. That, That's now, realistic. Yeah, now we're showing a realistic apocalypse event where people are starting to act like that and, you know, tragedies. And they don't even know what these giant events are about. The the normal people, the populace they, right. the, in these other countries, they don't know what this is about. They just know they had a, a giant earthquake or a giant this or that, and now they're fighting over resources and trying to survive. So, yeah, that part real, yes. Very real. Um, uh, and then they show Porthos again as a dick. He doesn't want to tell the people about the, their dying. Um, then we cut back to Lloyd and company. They fly to Las Vegas, and then the rich Russian boss is there. Uh, shocking. And then the show's cut back to Air Force One, which takes off. Um, Murtaugh, the president, decides to stay behind because he can do more good there. Dead? I don't know. I don't remember why you wanted to stay. He just wanted I to stay. don't understand that at all. Uh, Not at all. Because he says something to the to Mordor, the scientist, about how in the end they're going to need you know young, brilliant scientists more than they'll need twenty old politicians. But let's he, be he honest, could being, stay and provide comfort. <clears throat> well, yeah. What did he do there? Because being the president of the most powerful country in the world is not just being an old politician. You're a leader. You're a leader. You're a very known face as a leader. So do your little press conference that you got to do on TV real quick. Knock that shit out. Let the people know because that's what he wanted to do. Then get on the fucking plane and fly to the ark. I'm going to assume that the United States president who I think we agree is the most powerful politician in the entire world, probably knows the most about what's happening than anybody else. Yeah, that's another resource you're losing. The, you know, yeah. Why are you... And you got to think, the vice president's dead. They cover that. Mm-hmm. So, so-and-so's dead. Secretary of State is yeah, missing. Yeah, Secretary of State's missing. All people are missing. Or no, wait, Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House, yeah. Yeah, that's the third... Yeah, speaker of the house. So all these people are gone. Yes. Dickhead, the dickhead, Porthos. Takes the reins. Takes the reins, but, which is, I think, legitimate considering nobody else was around. Right. And even though he was a dick, he was kind of right. We're not sitting around waiting to see if the speaker of the house just pops up. Sorry, right. this is what we got right now. Yeah. This is where we're at. But the point is, why did the president yeah. just go? And that's a great point about just the knowledge he has. Because each, you know, you have all these people that are going to know little, like like Mortar. He's going to know the geological side of it. This guy's going to know, you know, whatever, the governmental, blah, 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 blah. This general's going to know all the military aspect of it. But only one person knows all of it. 
and that's the president. I would almost give him this. Let's say they're going to take off, and he looks around, and he goes, he grabs his, oh, this is going to sound bad, sorry, I don't know how politicians are, but say he, he approaches his secretary, I almost said grab, and he's now, whoa, 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 careful with that. He, he approaches his secretary, Betty, who's there with her two small children, he goes, Betty, you're young, and your, your children are young, and I want you to survive, and take my place upon the ark. Okay, he just did a noble thing. He's an old man. Sure. He he he's got a place on that ship. Whether it's a starship or something else, we don't know. <laughs> but he's got a place. He then just decides to stay and uh, tough shit. He doesn't Nobody give else it to, to somebody go. else. Yeah. He doesn't say, "Hey, that would be one thing to say, I'm an old man and I'm ready to me, my maker, and God, and my wife, she passed. And Betty, you have two small children. I want to give you my my spot. And you tell them I said to take you. And he sends them on Air Force One. You're like, oh, okay. All right. No, he just stays and fuck my spot. Couldn't save yeah, somebody else. Exactly. Especially, and if not just say, just some random person can go in my place. No, pick somebody there that you know and care about. Like you say, a secretary. Yeah, but here's the thing. He's not even picking a random person because nobody knows about these arcs except for the politicians True. and billionaires. So it's not like, I guess, at the end. But those... No, those no, were people those that people, paid. Yeah. They were just like a matter of letting him on or not letting him on because they boarded early. Man, there's another reason we'll get to that. But um, oh, Why they couldn't quite get on. But there was... But yes. Yeah. So those aren't even like random people that just happened to show up at a mountain in no, China no, they to get on the show. They anyway. knew why to be there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he didn't even like do a, you know a good deed. So I'm not shitting on him, but I'm shitting on him. Um, so then, uh, then uh, Murtaugh calls not so crazy Thandy, and they have an emotional goodbye over the phone. Tears. Um, Murtaugh has a press conference to tell the country the truth. Then we go cut back Lloyd and Company with the Russian family. They decide that there's a big plane there that they can take, but it has to have two pilots. And then they say that. Dr. Bob's a pilot, so he can help the Russian dude pilot, mm. the young pilot. Um, that's so they take off just as the dust cloud takes over Vegas. Oh, it's oh sorry, it's a big the plane's a big car carrier, mm -hmm. and it's loaded with planes for the auto show. That's what the cars are for. Not that it becomes stupidly important. Um, yeah, another bit of ridiculous. Then they get the plane fired up. They fly down and runway falls away and they fly down off the runway i thought this was pretty inventive because instead of taking off the ground crumbles and they fall down below the earth's surface and they fly where the buildings are crumbling and they just happen to like miss it was cool because it was amazing like the very original was, eh? very original the plane was <laughs> below the earth's crust as buildings and stuff were falling and they had to dodge them in this big plane they just happened to get around it was so cool yeah like they just did like it, it was the first time first anyone time had ever, ever done ever. it never done it never before. happened before because that's not something you could use more than once no. it's so sensational you could use it one time and one time only one and done yeah. I mean, you can't like just keep reusing it could yeah. you no just like you know jumping a in a ridiculously large vehicle over earth's crust in dukes of hazard style and you know surviving they can only do that once with the limo in the beginning no way you could do it twice yeah, I mean, limo, maybe you could, you know. Yeah. But never like a, you know, 80 
to Winnebago. Um, so they, <laughs> thank God, who I didn't think they were going to make it. They it's somehow close. make it again. And then uh, <laughs> we cut to Buddhists talking spiritual stuff. I don't know. And they give him a truck to get his grandparents. I don't know. And back at the plane. Um, they decide they need to refuel in Hawaii. Hawaii. Uh, and then uh, it's gone. Just to, it melted away or whatever. Um, then more sentimental stuff. Uh, Mordo shows up and he wants to bang. Not so crazy dandy, which eh, I don't blame him for that. And then cut back to more sentimental stuff. The old guy musician in the boat tries to cause a strange son. And it gets, the line gets cut because Japan's getting destroyed. Oh, well, by the way, the old white guy's a racist because he doesn't want anything to do with his son because he decides he wants to bang an Asian woman, mm-hmm. which I don't really give a shit. Like, yeah. like really, in, in 2000, I, I'm, listen, okay, it's 2017. I'm sure there are people out there that if you're of one racial type and you're child decides to marry someone of a different racial type i'm sure there's still people out there who are gonna ostracize them but really does it really this happen this yeah he was really old so there's that true yeah older generation do think that a little bit more than now but you're right in this day and age come on who gives a fuck yeah you know anyway that's just me so then we cut to the white house we show the washington monument crumbles and there's a bunch of injured at the white house because why a hospital? Take him to the White House. Um, and then uh, we show that when the, cr- the crust finishes twisting, a bunch of tsunamis are going to start. Then we show a huge wave, and the cruise ship turns over. And then uh, I thought this was cool, like a subplot. The ship turned over, and then we have the, the story inside the ship where um, they're in the ballroom, and... Uh, they have to get out. But they want to get up to the engine compartment because that's where the steel's the weakest. And the preacher, Gene Hackman, leads them up there with the. I'm trying. I'm trying. I know it. I'm just. I'm, just, I'm getting there. <laughs> Are you talking about the old one too? No, I'm talking the old one. The old one with the, uh, the new one was. I don't think I haven't watched the new one, but the new yeah, one had Kurt Russell it. in it. It did. It was a badass. I love Kurt Russell. We, we, we determined we love Kurt Russell, but the, the old one was, was kind of eh, Gene Hackman. And then who and was the, the bigger old guy that was in it as well? Borgnine. Yeah, wasn't Borgnine, it? Yeah, yeah, Borgnine, Borgnine, was, Borgnine in was in it. What's it called? I can't remember. Poseidon Adventure. Yes, the Poseidon <laughs> so Adventure. They, they, they survived. By... Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, Sorry. So here's my here's my cue to touch on the, the old black musician who I love. Uh-huh. Because the first thing he does after getting off the phone with his son is has a fucking drink. Because you're damn right. If I just find out, because he tells him what he's not supposed to tell oh, him. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Earlier in the movie. If I just find out that this shit is it, this is it. This is the end. Pour me a fucking whiskey right now. Thank you very much. Make it a double. I'm going to go hang out. I'm going to chill. I'm going to play the piano. I'm just going to be cool. And then when the shit does happen, when the wave finally hits, what does he do? He doesn't try to hide from anything else. He steps outside the door, faces it, and says, here it is. This is how I'm going to die. I'm going to watch it coming. I like that old guy. Oh, they did mention he's recovering. He's an alcoholic. Yeah, like he's he's been on the wagon for like twenty years or something like yeah. that. Which, hey, at that point, fuck, fuck it. it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you know what's really happening. Yeah, and I tell you this. Even if you didn't, if you looked out the window and saw a wave that size, I'm pounding back a double too because <laughs> yeah, why what's not? it going to hurt? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the cruise ship turns over, and then tsunamis start washing in and hit the coast. 
Um, they show uh, show taking an aircraft carrier and dumping it on the White House. So the White House is down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was slick. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah. So then we got Lloyd and Company running out of fuel. Then we have emotional family time. Doctor Bob sees it and realizes that he's not really their dad. Um, so then they're getting ready to land in the water. Uh, then they realize that they uh, arrive. They're arriving at China. That due to the crust displacement, um, they uh, it moved the landmass. So like they said, one thousand five hundred seventy-eight miles. So it made. They thought they're going to be in the ocean, but because of the twisting, mm-hmm. they could actually land on the Chinese continent. So yeah, lucky. Yeah, I at first I was like, well, that's way worse. I think a water landing sounds like it'd be a a more survivable landing, just because that thing was kind of a big flat bellied kind of just Not, skip it down into the water, get your uh, uh, rafts and and whatever. But not, not in this movie. A, not if you're in a, a car hauler. <laughs> not in a car if hauler. You're in a car hauler. Because and man, how lucky to be in a car hauler to use this perfect resource. So they find a glacier, <laughs> you know, open and flat, which uh, is a good place to land. Yeah. Oh, they also have one of their their landing gears damaged. Yeah. Because they hit so they, a, can they hit a building taking off. But again, again. Well, I guess they didn't hit one in the first one, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, they didn't fly through a building, even though they. I would have thought to try if they could have. <laughs> so they find the glacier. They open the cargo bay. They plan to drive a car out on the glacier from the back of a speeding plane. Of course, this is going to work. <laughs> um, and then they can't get the car to start. In this movie, absolutely. They, everyone has to shut up so the Russian guy can voice activate the car. That Bentley. Bentley. It was a Bentley. Is it? program for one person i think so i think you put the key in and it's like it's not voice, his bentley though. It's voice recognition. it's not his bentley it's one for the car show no he I had didn't. ordered one but this wasn't it no that was his i thought that why that is it going to the car show then i thought that plane was all his cars no it was that a, he was sending for, to the car it show. was for las vegas oh my who fucking knows at this point sure they're all his cars they just happen to be on the plane that he can't take they have to steal because whatever Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, like, okay, I thought that was his plane full of his cars. Uh, no. Okay, I was wrong on that one. I didn't, you know, it was, it was dumb. He was saying that he'd ordered one. So how does he know that about the Because he'd ordered car. one. Oh. He, but usually, then I guess it's not voice specific. Maybe it's just voice see, activated. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. So then they take off out of the back of the plane. All the cars fly out, shockingly. And they narrowly miss them, shockingly. As the plane falls over the cliff and the plane explodes. Mm. And the hot Russian pilot guy's dead. Sasha. Yeah, I don't care. Um, so then we see helicopters flying overhead with animals hanging underneath in harnesses. Why are helicopters flying overhead with animals strapped to them? Swinging to it from. <laughs> I have no idea. They just had a cargo plane with like 80 cars. For They can't have a fucking cargo plane with animals. But anyway, so then the helicopter, one of the helicopter lands, and the Chinese say, Do you have your boarding pass? Um, although the cars technically in this plot came in handy because they, ha- they all somehow had their lights on. 
Yeah, which... And they saw the yeah, cars. Yeah, lit them up so that they could see them down there. Right. So then Yuri and his two sons have a pass to the Ark, and they take them and take off to leave everybody else there. Now, here's... I thought of this, and then I kind of also came up with the reason. If Yuri, the Russian guy, is only taking his sons, why does he bother to take the girlfriend with him? Because he knows she's banging the pilot dude. Like, why not maybe, just... Maybe to keep the pilot dude and, like... To fly on board with him to fly for him because if I he would have left her, the pilot the, might not have gone. The pilot slash boyfriend would be like, "Why are you leaving? What's her face?" But if he knows all this time that she's banging the pilot, you're a billionaire. Kick her to the curb, fire the pilot. Hmm. So you're telling me that you're gonna pay me how much money to fly you? Per- okay, let's go. Yeah, right. I mean, he's gonna be able to find a private pilot. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's a half a mil. Just get me to China. Now think about this. And you can, uh, you need a, oh, oh, your, what type of pilot skills you have? Uh-huh. I'm willing to pay you a million dollars a year salary to be my personal pilot. A million dollars a year? Y- yeah, yeah. 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 Here's, here's 10 G's. Get you, yeah. Get you started. Here's your first month's pay. Here's payment. your first month, <laughs> month's pay. I'll, I'll pay you the rest. Um, next no, it's, month. It's 10 month. It's 10 grand a month. 10 grand. This is your, yeah, this is your payment. 10 grand a month. I'll pay or whatever. You I'll, I'll start you off with 10, 10 grand yeah. monthly. Ah, oh, next month. Yes, next month. <laughs> no next month. <laughs> um, so anyway, then they show the arcs. Arc number three is damaged because in the earthquake or whatever, debris fell and damaged the top of it. So that's why those people were standing around and couldn't get on board because their arc was damaged. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They touch on that. So that was the group for the damaged arc. Yes. Right, which is why they were there. See, that did not look like 400,000 people. It looked closer to 100,000. So it's 100,000 people so per So I'm arc, thinking it's 100,000 per arc. And, I mean, if you think about it, they were talking about how grossly large their living arrangements were for one person. He's like, you fit 10 people in here. So it probably is kind of a limited number. So then, so you're saying, so, so instead of a hundred thousand per arc, you're about 133,000 per arc now, because you took the extra hundred thousand, uh, yeah. but you gotta think the president didn't come. So there's, I know that's one person Yeah, that Dick face had another ticket. He didn't use it. He didn't even give it to anybody. And you got to think with all of the cataclysm that's going on around the planet, there's definitely a bunch of people that didn't make it. You know what I mean? These are just the people who got the phone call activation to go and then were actually able able to make it there. Because, I mean, look at the trouble that the multi-billionaire Russian had getting there. Yeah. If it weren't for John Cusack, sorry, Martin Blank, and all of his impossible... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> tactics and maneuverings even the russian wouldn't have made it there and he's i, I would say one of the richest people on the planet you're right you're three, absolutely correct yeah three billion euro to throw out there so he obviously has more than that Did they say they never said it was a billion a person Did yeah. they say that yeah they say okay it's a billion so he's three a billion person per seat yeah yeah because or was it a billion per cabin 
He said per seat is how he said it. Okay. Now, now there weren't seats, so that's kind of odd. But the Russian is actually saying that to Martin Blank when they're on the cargo ship. He goes, just curious, how much did you pay? Remember that? And Yuri goes, yes. one billion euro. And then he goes, that's disgusting. And then he goes, per seat. Oh, I missed the per seat. I heard yeah. the one billion euro. goes, that's disgusting. I missed the per yeah, seat. Yeah, he says per seat. So this guy's got three billion euros. He had, yeah, he had three billion euros. And not that he, I mean, if you have it. Even if that's the last penny you have, and that's what you need to get your family onto this yeah, this ark to survive, yes, you're going to spend it down to your last penny. But it looked like he still had money. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. Dr. Bob is a plastic surgeon. He did the boobs of the Russian girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then he was shit-talking Yuri, the Russian dude, about how he tried to lowball him on the boob job and he made payments. He just shelled out $3 billion to save his family. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, if you knew that, you'd try to make, you know, he's, he's on a budget at that point. He's budgeted now. <laughs> I mean, he just trying to, anyway. So then Lloyd and company find the Buddhist monk driving a truck, shockingly, who stops to pick them up because he hears them yelling behind a truck. A really loud th- truck. 30 feet away as he throws yeah. a, something. Anyway, um, then we show, uh, oh, and here's another thing. They show the super super tsunami coming to kill people because it shows the whatever the guy is at the beginning of the movie that's Mordo's friend that's supposed to get airlifted and saved. Yeah. He gets killed. So he didn't make his he had a spot on one of the arcs. Yeah. But then but he, he just didn't get, didn't picked, get up picked up. Because they couldn't get a plane there or a they don't care. Or, or, yeah, it's too much going on. Too much going on. They which, couldn't which in that case the prick was actually probably right for once. This isn't a conspiracy. He just didn't get picked up. A lot of people didn't get yes. picked up. So again, there would be absolute chaos going on. So there's there's I guarantee there's a lot of people. Yeah. The president, these three people, some of these billionaires, because the timetable got truncated. It got changed. Yeah. So I guarantee that so there's, there's no way there's 400,000 people in those three arcs. No. No. Probably, yeah, probably uh, shit. I would venture to say, how much is supposed to be? 100,000 on on four arcs, and they ended up with only three. There were going to be 10 arcs, I think, total. Like, oh, the game only, plan was to do, like, I think, 10. Okay, and they only made it to four. So there's going to be and a million people. And then one got damaged, so got then they damaged. went down to three. Yes. Yeah, they would have There's no way. It's 133,000 per... There's no way. I just I don't believe it. No, no. There's no way that many. They didn't people all make it. it there. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, yeah. So the, oh, it's gonna destruction times twenty eight minutes. So then the worker on the ark, um, who's the welder guy that we got introduced to at the beginning for mm-hmm. some reason, uh, is gonna help sneak his family on the arks. He decides to help Lloyd and company get on the ships too. Then you show people waiting to get on the ark. Uh, they riot to get on board because they're not getting on their arc, which I know it had roof damage. But why wouldn't she at least attempt to launch the fucking thing? Yeah. I mean, they mostly stay above level. I know they, that they kind of they have water kind of comes over the top of them and stuff. But so wouldn't like the water that come over the top like oh, there's got to be supplies in that thing. At least try to launch it. And then see if it makes it with just the crew. So I'm being serious here. Because mm-hmm. wouldn't the water that it takes on, because they're so high in the mountains, the water, wouldn't that be the same if, say, hypothetically, oh, I don't know, the, the gate on the backyard was open and water yeah. splashed in <laughs> that way? Yeah. Not that that would happen. No. But it'd be the same, Never. and they still managed to make it. Yeah. You would think you would try. Give it a shot. Shit. 
just if you're the, the crew, of, just the resource just, of it, having it out there alone. Even if you have to bail some water, use some sump pumps, do some repairs on the on, while you're out sailing, fucking do it. I mean, shit, you have this multi-billion-dollar thing that has food, a hole in the roof. It has food, yeah, water, weapons, sure, all that stuff in it. What, just why supplies, not try? Right, and then you stay close to another one. If it doesn't work, you have say it's a fifty-man crew to run this thing because a big ship. Or arc, whatever the fuck it is, fifty man crew. You'd at least want to. Then you could quick swing by and pick those guys up and save them. They're not that big of a burden on the other one, but they could throw. You know what I mean? Throw supplies in the other arc. Even if not, even if not, uh, you think that crew would be like, "Fuck yeah, I'll give it a shot." That means I get to actually survive. Fuck yes, I'll try. Yeah, I'll try. Let's go. So yeah, anyway. yeah. Uh, so then Lloyd and company sneak onto the ark. The crazy. Crazy Russian chick waits for the dog, and she flips off the Russian guy. Then Mordo decides to plead to all the heads of state to take as many people as they can. He quotes Lloyd's book, of course, because, you know, <laughs> convenient. Yeah. And then Porthos is a huge dick. He tries to get them to leave all the people. They decided to open the gates and take everyone in because they're billionaires. I mean, because they, they're good people. So then Lloyd and a Chinese guy and Dr. Bob get separated from the others, getting to their arc. Um, Dr. Bob is crushing the gears. Oh, poor Dr. Bob. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't going to get anywhere that, you know, no. got him pussy out. anyway. But got him out of the way. Got him out of the way. You know, it makes it easier now for her to be like, listen. <laughs> um, then the American arc gate gets stuck because... They drop a, was it the jackhammer or the flashlight or the tool? Yeah. Something that, got stuck in yeah. there. And then the core got wrapped around. I think it was a like a pneumatic impact wrench that he that was using. That was taking, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I got to give it this, the Russian douche sacrificed himself to save his kids. Like he got the one kid up, and then he like jumped and threw his other yeah. kid to safety. Yeah. So, yeah. baller move. Baller move yeah. on that. I got to give him that. <laughs> Somewhat redeeming. Somewhat. I, no, that's a baller move. He yeah. sacrificed himself to save his kid. I got to yeah. give him that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you could say from the beginning he was all in on his kids, like saving his kids. So. Yeah. so then water hits the arcs. Compartment starts to seal to prevent the ship from sinking. And then uh, Lloyd and company get separated more. Uh, oh, and then water gets into the back gate. Of number three or whatever it is, the arc, the American arc, you know, doesn't sink. Like, you know, the, anyway. So then Air Force One hits the ship and then it throws it into the other arc. And then that ship arc starts to drift away. They can't start their engines because the back gate has to be shut. Who the fuck designed this thing? Chinaman. They built it. Did they design it? Mm. I don't know. How, why would but yeah, you, what kind? What, you can't have a. And it's funny because he's yelling, "Hit the override button!" Uh, that sounds funny. It makes him puts uh, Porthos in a light of you're just an idiot. You don't know how this works. But in reality, no, there absolutely should be a fucking override button. You know, because War, at least give it a shot. In World War Two, they had those ships that pull up on the beach, like Omaha Beach, and uh -huh. drop the gate, and the you know the stuff would come out. Right? Do you think that killed the engine? <laughs> I'm being the serious. gates down. Engines the gates are, down. Yeah, gates. No. Oh, we can't back no, up. It's fucking stupid. Everybody's okay. out. Let's throw it in reverse. I, the gate won't come back up. Oh, I guess we're fucked. And that's your and number. Another part of that is that is your only uh, method of sealing the ship and making it airtight is that one gate in the back. You don't have like a second barrier. There's that too. 
Uh, they, they put the cancer at the engines. They start drifting in. Excuse me, drifting into Mount Everest. <laughs> so then uh, Lloyd swims off to fix the hatch issue. He kisses his ex because they're back in love now. Because mm. nothing like an apocalypse to bring two <laughs> people together. Um, and then little Lloyd follows him down. The son, little Lloyd, who you know, really hasn't. You know, yeah. Um, they manage to clear the obstruction. The gate shuts. They can fire up the engines. They reverse and avoid striking Everest. And, of course, the last second, then it looks like Lloyd is dead. Tearjerker. Oh, shockingly, he's, he's alive. alive. <laughs> it's so shocking. I thought he was going to die. Well, that's another bit of training that Martin Blank has as he's able to hold his breath for 17 minutes underwater. Fair he has enough. that Navy SEAL Fair training that goes with everything else. Yeah. He has like then, a, then, they put gills in, I think, for the Special Forces guys. Do they? Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> then the Ark sails off to happy music. Then we cut to, it shows 27 days, or the 27th day, January, year 0001, because, you know, fuck the past. Yeah. You know, None why? of that matters. None of that matters. No. Nope. We're resetting everything, even yeah. though. Magic. Humans are just here. We're just, zero, zero, 001. So, yeah. What happened before that? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nobody talks about before. If it, yeah, if it didn't start with before one, we don't fucking care. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, you know, Mordo's banging, not so crazy dandy, lucky bastard. Um, then the weather has calmed, they say. Uh, the Ark opens its door to the viewing deck so people can see. Well, we, it's Waterworld. We now have Waterworld. Nice. <laughs> um, they say Africa, Cape of Good Hope, was never flooded. Because yeah. it it's not it, at the highest, but it's high enough that when it shifted, it popped up. Yeah. And then it didn't flood i don't know it the shifting of the plates elevated that tectonic plate for whatever reason and i mean whatever i guess and they're gonna go to good hope because that's they're gonna Mm -hmm. colonize and most importantly lloyd's daughter the kid doesn't need pull-ups anymore like she's gonna pull up sleep that disaster is averted. That's the most important (laughs) one all this other shit is ancillary the most important thing is his kid no more pull-ups. Yes. That's and that's how they end it because that's holy the end. shit, that is the best. Yes. Well, we skipped very one one important thing. You said Mordo is banging Thandy. Banging Thandy, but then Martin Blank is banging Judith. He's a lucky bastard as well. That's not shocking. He banged her and he, he blew enough blow he blew enough shit into her and made two kids. So <laughs> yeah. it's not like it's like oh, you've had sex with her. Yeah, but he gets to do it again. Yeah, I'm true. sorry, Amanda Pete is fucking top notch to me. Well, maybe they so got divorced because she but... wasn't top notch. Yeah, true. Hey, you know what they say? For every hot girl, there's there's a guy that's tired of her shit. <laughs> uh, disaster enemy strengths. Well, they're pretty strong. Oh man, the Earth is in upheaval, falling apart. Volcanoes are exploding. Water's flooding. Buildings falling. Buildings falling. Trains, trains shooting at you. Shooting over airplanes. Yeah. They, they do have that. This movie can say that. It is the first time an airplane has ever flown under a train. Yes. Because you can't really fly an airplane Didn't under the, like, a train. Didn't the train kind of come bursting out of the ground, too? Yeah, yeah. Like, why it was, was it? Yeah, but no. It was like the tunnel was dirt, and then it came blasting out, didn't it? I... Anyway, so the strengths are very strong. Um, weaknesses. You're not really going to fight this. Yeah, like, it's another defensive on a, apocalypse. On a you know, fisticuffs level. Right. Um, it's all defense, trying to stay alive. You're kind of fucked on this one. Um, 
survival basics, uh, air, water, food, shelter, you know, three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food. Um, air. As long as you're not in the super volcano yeah. with a burning hot particulate in the air. That's good. bad. That's bad. Otherwise, Hawaii, okay. the, the, you know, they have the lava, so that'd be bad. Yeah. Um, water. Mm. See, here's the problem. Depends on where you are. It's all going to be contaminated because not not just with like shit, but because the upheaval with the oceans that's going to salinate all the fresh water. Now, if you have a desalinator, you're good. That's what I'm thinking. It, it depends on where you. Are. I think if you're if you're doing this from the angle of our characters, which is kind of what we do, the baseline of what what is going on in the movie, our characters actually make it onto an arc, and on that arc, I would hope. That they would have some sort of water filtration desalination. Well, they do, but I'm saying system. like they they you're gonna have to. But what I'm saying is that even when you you land, you're not gonna have fresh water because everything's got washed over. Yeah. Other than the cable, I guess the cable did. Yeah, but, but even with seeds, you're not gonna have fresh water because fresh water comes from mountains that have snow that melt or rain. I mean, you're kind of you know, you'd, you'd fresh water would collect eventually, eventually, but not like, but you know, as you're sitting there waiting yeah, for it and you're dying. True. I guess they have to keep the ark sitting there idling so they can produce water. I would, I would assume that they brought things to recolonize. Yeah, but they don't get into that because why? Um, food, it's all gone unless you have it, you know, in the ark mm-hmm. or another way to survive. Um, but I guess what you find is good. If you could find it, it's all going to be washed away. You know what I mean? It's kind of. Yeah, but then again, your population is so much smaller that you don't have to feed as many. True, but it depends on how much you have. Yeah. I'm sure the Arcs have enough food for, they got to reel it for extra. Because you're not going to just pull up and, you know, there's going to be a McDonald's there and you can grab <laughs> a, a Big Mac. Shelter. We yeah. like our bunkers. Yeah. Now, if you want to put a bunker on the top of Mount Everest. You're good because it didn't didn't cover. But that is it. But other than that, you're fucked. Um, an arc, <laughs> an arc is number one for this one. Yeah, but who has a fucking arc? You know what else would be good is, I just don't know if science has been able to create them yet. But perhaps some type of metal tube that could go under the water and sail around. I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe like know. it'd go something that's sub under the the water. We, so what would that be like? Like a underwater apparatus, um, like sub, like below mm-hmm. subwater, subwater, a subwater water ship. So maybe yeah. well, you know, we marine, should invent that a subwater marine, ship. A submarine, Ooh, a submarine. submarine. That's, that's a cool. That has a nice ring. That to would it. you know. You know, submarine that has a great ring yeah. to it. You know, they would all fucking survive. <laughs> every one like of them. Every single one. I take it back. Unless they've decided to surface and watch the wave, and they left the hatches open. Yeah, all right, they're fucked. they're fucked. I'll give you that. But the ones that are running silent in the water, I don't see the wave carrying them to the point where they're going to all be destroyed. And the fact that they go calm, silent for like months on end, they might not even fucking know. There's that. That's They're going to surface at their port. And what the fuck? Where the fuck is the? I swear, boss. I swear it was it was right here. <laughs> You're telling me that all the nuclear submarines that we have 
they didn't survive. That's a good point. I bet they would. I didn't even think of they that. They would mostly survive. Yeah. Even, okay, even if they were close and the wave carried them, 50% of them would survive. But no, only the arcs survive. Yeah. Um, weapons. <laughs> I guess if you were in an area that survived, like the Cape of Good Hope, or maybe there was other areas that were high enough where population survived... Resources could be scarce. People might riot and cause problems. So weapons so then you're against just them. Your basic weapons for that, but otherwise, you don't have weapons fighting against this. Uh, Preparedness and resources is your weapons. The weapons this. I would take, I think, is in this order: a limo, <laughs> uh, a plane, a seventy-two Winnebago. Oh, gotta have the Winnie. And um, apparently the ability to hold your breath for 18 minutes. <laughs> Those are the weapons you need. So you have to be Martin Blank or you don't survive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or with him at least. Because if you're around him, you survive. He's just because yeah. he's fucking Martin Blank. He's, unless you're banging his ex. Oh, then you're fucked. Then you're fucked. Yeah. That, that guy, his fate was sealed a long time ago. Blank was just waiting for the right moment. Grab my hand. I'm trying so hard to reach you. Grab my hand. I had this set up a long time ago. Grab my Grab hand. It. Oh, you're pulling that your, you're pulling sucks. your hand back. No, no, I'm reaching. <laughs> no, as I'm far. really reaching. It's, you got alligator arms. Like your hands are in your pockets. No, no, I'm trying to reach. save you. I swear. Reach. You can do it. That's not a horrible death at all. Those gears won't hurt. At least it was quick. It, yeah. Ugh. Was horrible it? death. Horrible. It was quick, which getting smashed in gears the whole way. Yeah. Um, miscellaneous. <sighs> miscellaneous items <clears throat> would be uh, a good hiking backpack mm-hmm. and oxygen so you can hike to the top of Mount Everest so you can survive. But honestly, if I have to live on the top of Mount fucking Everest to survive, just kill me. How about um, scuba gear? Ah, I mean, good could one. you just fucking like good one? Anchor yourself just, to the bottom of something yeah, and just, just be a fucking rescue just diver. Be a rescue and diver. Let it blow over. Yeah. <laughs> could you ride that shit out if you got scuba? I mean, you're not gonna drown. Scuba and some suction cups. Just stick onto the side of one of those arcs. <laughs> Fuck you! I don't have a ticket, but I got these suction cups. <laughs> what if you like hooked up like a suction cup yourself to the like really tall building and wait for the water to come in? And then take your chances with your scuba gear. Let go. Grab your surfboard. (laughs) (laughs) Surfboard. Snake Bliskin. He would surf that wave into fucking escape from L.A. Yeah. It's terrible. It is terrible. (laughs) All right. Uh, And then rate it. One to ten. (laughs) The possibility of it happening. I mean, I got to say at least an eight because we've already had the geologist say that that uh, Yellowstone could go whatever, super volcano at any minute. I guess they're saying it's like 100 or 200 years overdue even. Yeah. So I guess it could go to any minute. But to this level, uh, to this level, I can't give it an eight. To this level, I'd have to give it more like a five. But a super volcano tectonic event, yeah, I'd give that an eight. That That yes. definitely could happen. But, oh, yeah. my God, this was on such a scale. It was ridiculous. A tectonic event with a super volcano, an eight, mm-hmm. eight or nine, because they say it's happened before. It could happen again with Yellowstone. Yeah. They just don't know when. Like I said, it's overdue. But so, so a nine, I give it a nine on a tectonic super volcano event. 
but the event of the pole shifting because of neutrinos, which could be true, I don't know. It heats up the earth, it causes a shift, which causes volcanoes and, and tidal waves, and then you use a limo to jump and drive. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> the chance of using a limo to jump and drive through things, a plane to an RV to jump and drive, and then another plane to to fly and drive a car out of the back and survive, and then catch a truck and climb on an arc and hold your breath for 18 minutes. Solid eight and a half. <laughs> I mean, I can see this totally happening. Totally possible. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Exactly like this. This movie exactly, it's got to be a point five. Can't go zero, so it's got to be a point five. <laughs> uh, fair enough. There's so many times I watch this going, no way they'd be dead. They'd be dead. There's no way. Nobody survives that. Nobody. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's funny shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got anything else? That's all I got. Oh, so uh, T. Next is letter T. Tea. So uh, yeah, we're gonna say what it is. No, nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. They listen, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. So uh, let us know if you do care. Go on our email, Facebook. What else do we have? Uh, Twitter. Twitter. Let us know. Oh uh, yeah, we Give have us suggestions. Have Tell us what you think. Please. Email uh, the Apocalypse Survival Guide at Yahoo. Um, we got Facebook at the Apocalypse Survival Guide. Just at. And then the Apocalypse Survival Guide for people who don't. Um, and then Twitter is at the Survival Guide, but survival's S R V I V A L, because that's how I had to do it. Hmm. So uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us messages and we'll try to get back to you. Um, so unless uh, you anything else, hmm. uh, until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And enjoy the Apocalypse.